So this is Boulder People. I'm Sean. Uh, we're here today with Brianna May, who is a new contributor to Boulder People. Hi. <laughs> it's pretty exciting. And uh, Kane Chopek. And we're we're at the Midlife Studio. So um, I don't know if you want to introduce Kane, Brianna. Uh, this is Kane. I met him while working at a uh, camera rental shop, and he does video and photography. And yeah, we just kind of he was an eccentric, awesome guy. So uh, you said he was know each other pretty well. Enthusiastic, enthusiastic about, about everything. About everything. <laughs> I have that problem. I have that problem. I'm like overstimulated <laughs> all the time. Clearly, you need more coffee. I know, right? The last thing I need. Um, so I don't know. You worked at the kitchen part time before you started working here full time, or was that a long time ago? That was no, no that wasn't that long ago. That was about a year ago. Um, I was working at the kitchen, and um, yeah, just trying to, I moved back to Boulder from living in San Diego and L.A., yep. got kind of burnt out on L.A., um, got a job, got pretty, tr pretty typical Boulder jobs, was working part-time at Laughing Goat, part-time <laughs> at the kitchen, so it was really like doing the, the Boulder service thing for a while, and then um, I, I graduated at CU with a film uh, degree. And um, I kind of just wasn't really doing much video production. Then kind of started got starting to get into it more and more um, once I moved back to Boulder. And uh, I came across Made Life from my uh, from a friend who recommended just going there and shooting some stills of what's going on here. Um, eventually picked up a video internship. Um, from that became like the video coordinator. And then now I'm sort of like in the creative coordinator position where I'm uh, sort of trying to, or organizing our uh, creative accelerator program that we're offering here at Made Life. Yeah, so lots of, uh, at least my friends in Boulder know about Techstars and all the other tech accelerators, but um, Brianna, Brianna and I were pretty interested in the, the creative accelerator, so what's that all about? So the creative accelerator program is a three-month program, it's a tuition-based program, that um, we sort of provide skills, uh, resources, and uh, marketing for individuals who are interested in about five different creative fields. We have web design, graphic design, photography, video production, and audio production. And um, yeah, we're just trying to help. We kind of cater each program dependent on the individual. So someone interested in photography would come into the program, depending on their skill level, would start a project. We'd sort of help them with their initial project, which would usually go from like a week or two weeks. Um, after the completion of the project, we would sort of uh, analyze how the process went, um, sort of look at their strengths and weaknesses, and then sort of, and as well as their sort of overall goals in the program and then sort of cater the rest of the three months dependent on where they would like to get to and their current skill level workflow. Could, could you see a creative accelerator being, be help, being helpful for someone like you as a photographer? Oh, yeah, absolutely. As soon as you mentioned it, I was like instantly thinking about all the people I know, even like including myself, who would love um, something along those lines as opposed to... Um, there are so many accelerators in Boulder for like tech 
techie businesses and startups and things like that, but there really never was one for, for creatives, and since I'm not necessarily in the tech industry, and a lot of people I know aren't, um, there's not really a, um, there wasn't before really, like an organization that could help help show you the path, or especially since, you know, people like me who never um, studied photography in college, or, you know, if they didn't study film in college, then it really helps get you that jump start in the business as opposed to going to college for four years. And, um, but it's, it seems like it's a really great, uh, just way to advance yourself and learn about how it works. And one of the things that we were talking about earlier was just like hands-on experience and that would provide you for with the, so it seems awesome. I think lots of people would be interested. Well, I think the other accelerators would be able to learn a lot because they're so quantitative. They're all about, you know, venture capitalists getting a yeah. 10x, 20x return or whatever it is. And I don't know how you guys measure that or whether, I mean, it sounds like you have some um, you have strengths and weaknesses and like more qualitative like assessment. And, but uh, I just think it's a much more effective way to view the world. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's really cool. I mean that's yeah that's what we're trying to develop. It's it's exposure to uh, career interests or um, some sort of creative interests that people want to excel in. Um, it could even uh, it, it dependent on what the participant wants to sort of attain or the level they want to reach is all you know is all kind of figured into when we create the program. If somebody's interested in um, wanting to get to, like to a freelance position in something, for instance, a uh, video production freelance, we would sort of initially connect them with the skills that they need or need to understand that's involved with the program. Then sort of provide like resources of such sort of like other freelance videographers and how they have made it, and sort of like um, have them sort of use those sort of people who've already like established themselves in the business and then sort of move into marketing and how you get yourself out there. I feel like that's one of the hardest things about being an artist is that um, it's they're creating, they want to create and but once they create how do they get their name out there? Like how do they sort of create revenue with their sort of talent? How do they um, sustain themselves with their talent? Whether sustain themselves monetarily or sustain themselves in something that they just desire, they want to do, you know. So, um, yeah, that's what we're really going for is the sort of qualitative um, level of achievement. Um, if, if somebody did come in and they wanted to make, like, you know, a certain amount of money or, you know, attain some sort of level, we could definitely work with that too, but it's more of sort of like exposure in these fields and these categories and everything like that. It's so cool. And if you haven't been to the Made Life studio... I mean, oh, check it out. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely should check it out. We walked in and we're just in shock and awe and amazement. <laughs> it was fantastic. It's like walking into an artistic wonderland. <laughs> yeah. Who was your friend who was out front? Uh, David Polka. He's um, an uh, awesome illustrator, um, graphic designer from Oakland. He's currently doing a mur mural on the side of our building um, next to Jason Tilke who is a, a local Denver um, artist who already has uh, two murals up and he's, I mean, just his murals are ne next to each other. It's not like Tilky's making his murals at the same <laughs> time, but um, just really trying to promote the arts in 
like creating a culture of artists um, and using sort of made life as a hub for that. Um, and in varying degrees, um, sort of like having this so holistic and sort of going in depth with people and like, like what they really want to do and either providing it as far as like a wall space for someone to create something in or providing like a connection with um, an ad agency or a, uh, um, uh, a video production company, you know, just kind of having that sort of creating that connection between an artist and their sort of dreams and, and even creating the, the connection between like the artist and what they even really want to do. I think that's what has happened so far in a lot of the um, accelerant programs is that the people who come in, participants come in, aren't really sure what they want to do, but to give them sort of a um, accelerated program in order to understand that is what we're looking to achieve. So that's, you know, that's as what ha has happened in the past. So what's, uh, what do you do with Made Life? What's your primary focus? I um, run around and try to <laughs> really use my attention deficit disorder to its greatest benefit. <laughs> um, I feel like I, um, so initially I was in this video coordinator position where I was helping coordinate videos, um, kind of promoting various brands that are in the store and various artists that are in the store and, and artist biopics and everything like that and promotional material for Made Life. Um, and I still do a lot of that, but um, kind of taking on this role as a creative coordinating position, I have sort of helped kind of, um, I mean, initially, I, th I think my most important job is to, when an accelerant comes in, um, I'm kind of organizing the, uh, their program, kind of figuring out what they should, what project they should work on for the first two weeks, and then, and how that applies to their overall dreams and goals and what they want to achieve, and then um, uh, kind of like creating a curriculum after that, depending on the individual. Um, also, we are, you know, trying to grow as a company, so promotional and marketing for May Life, which um, it, it kind of comes through in events and videos and sort of just like promoting the brand and trying to like sharing with people what exactly we do. Um, so, I mean, I help kind of organize the creatives acceleration as well as try to organize the Made, Life, Made Life's acceleration and get our name out there and people um, aware of what we're doing. That's awesome. Um, where, uh, where do you see Made Life going? Um, that's a, a great question, um, just because I feel like the sky's the limit with Made Life. I, I feel like there's um, a lot of work that still needs to be done as far as like how to promote um, the brand, but I feel like the, the sort of um, process that we're trying to establish of people getting exposed to... Um, their interests and their potential career paths is really could be really beneficial for a lot of people, and to have made life like really establish itself um, as a sort of al alternative 
or just a, a bone, like um, some sort of educational platform that people can go to and sort of accelerate themselves. And um, I mean, just having a lot of people in the program, I mean, I'm looking at like 50 or 100 would, would be really nice, having like a staff to support that. And along with that, it's up like creating sort of like an organic situation where like established creatives meet sort of like fresh and um, uh, young creatives and then sort of developing together, um, connect collaborations being made within the sort of like hub community um, based off of this program and uh, uh, using the space um, as, which it already is, is like an event um, space where different bands play, just creating, creating a general culture in Boulder and expanding to Denver, Norway, you know, just sort of like, <laughs> I really want to live in Norway for some reason. I feel like the Scandinavians really get it. Or I just like, I've always wanted to go to Norway. Why? Why do you want to go to Norway? I don't know. I feel like, <laughs> I, I love the cold, first oh, of all. Okay. I like love the cold. Um, I, I just feel like Scandinavian culture is like really cool. Um, and, uh, I don't know, I just feel like it's just an interest of mine. <laughs> but Colombia, too, if we could, like, establish a May life in Colombia, that would be well. I, yeah, cool, yeah, yeah I, I don't know, for some reason, I went to this, like, Colombian festival yesterday, um, and then, like, in Denver, and it was just like, oh, this is cool, and I, it's probably not like that in Colombia, but I, I, this is, like, playing into my sort of scatterbrainedness. Um, yeah, just, I guess, to see May life really grow, and to sustain itself in Boulder um, would be really awesome. I feel like um, something like this program, um, I'm aware of a couple of things similar to this in uh, New York and San Francisco, um, but I would like to really see it sustain itself in this program kind of develop naturally, organically, and, and mo most importantly, sort of be beneficial for um, the artists. Um, you know, creating revenue is always an important thing for a business to stay alive, but most importantly, to genuinely and sincerely develop artists um, is the most important thing. Oh man, that's such a good priority, right? Like, is it? <laughs> yeah, it's totally. Like, if more people had that priority. It's, it's scary because, I mean, I, I don't know what my problem is, but like, I really am sometimes nervous about a company or anything like going on the wrong path and sort of creating more problems than accelerating more problems than it does good, you know? And I feel like in any sort of business, it could potentially um, accelerate to a detrimental place or uh, like a, a stagnant place. Um, and uh, as far as its ethics goes, and I would really like to see made life sustain itself financially, but to really affect people on a positive level and create a sort of genuine, sincere uh, understanding of what it takes to be a successful financially artist. Because I, there's this romantic notion of a starving artist, but I don't think anybody really wants that and I don't think it's necessary forever.
I feel like the what I've heard about being an artist, um, and I, I think I feel, feel like I have to go through this myself, um, is to kind of struggle. And I think there's, maybe it's not even struggle, but just work really hard. You know, I feel like in order to be an artist, you have to really work hard, like anything. And um, I, 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 but I feel like you don't have to always be sort of like spreading yourself too thin. I feel like there's ways to be genuine and sincere with your art, but also survive and live a healthy, fruitful life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I, okay, so I want to read this. This is from your website. Born and raised in the mysterious mountains of Colorado, Kane Chopek makes films that convey the depth of the human condition in the common human being. Um, that's a deep statement, man. And and so you're from Colorado, and I've watched some of your, like, I watched Estrangement. I don't know if you're sick of talking about it. Never really talked about it. But that's a heavy movie. Uh, like, the part, uh, there's a scene where after she murders the guy in the bathtub, where it's a split, and it shows the guy driving, and it shows her walking down the stairs really slowly, kind of, like, contemplating, thinking about what just happened. Um, I mean, that that's a, a crazy thing to come out of the mountains of Colorado, and, like, you're talking about the depth of the human condition and things like that. Like, where are you, where's all this come from? And what is it, like, what do you have to say about it? It's, it's intense stuff. I, I, I don't know. It's really interesting. I think it's because I've had such a privileged, like, healthy lifestyle. <laughs> like, I've grown up, like, so fortunate. You know, my family, like, you know, Colorado's a very healthy place, I feel. You know, the mountains of Colorado could be crazy. There's some crazy people living in the mountains for sure, you know. And maybe that's it, too. Maybe it's, like, healthy crazy sort of thing. But um, I, I feel like it, it's just sort of exploring this sort of the dark, this my shadow, I guess, in cinema. I feel like I uh, live my life as a very, like, you know, jovial, um, positive person. Um, and I feel like it's therapeutic slash interesting to explore that shadow side. Um, how did, so, but how did that make, how did it make you feel? I just liked how she was walking really slowly. And there, sometimes things happen in your life where you have to, you're kind of, you know, you're in shock. I guess she, it seemed like she was in shock. And, um, but, uh, I don't know, it was really surreal how you, you showed the guy you know, I don't know if he was cruising through the desert and she's walking outside in the snow and ice and uh, I thought you just nailed it. And it was, I was sitting outside of Ozo today, like trying to get up to speed for the interview and stuff. Like, wow, like what, like, you know, it's just such a stark juxtaposition from like the peaceful mountains of Colorado. It was really intense, right? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm glad, you know, and I, I feel like it came from, thank you by the way. Yeah. I, I feel like it came from a, a personal place of sort of, you know, no matter how beautiful and uh, great Colorado is, we all have our personal struggles. And, um, yeah, I think it kind of came from that that aspect of sort of, uh, like, kind of me dealing with personal stuff and sort of um, creating a story from it based off of another person's story. Yeah. Um, uh, I think his name's James Kane. Who did the Postman Always Rings Twice, which is kind of like 
one of the first film noir, um, or roman noir, it was kind of like a, a, like a, what film noirs were based off of was this sort of like um, literature movement of like detectives and um, murders and, and the femme fatale and everything like that. And um, yeah, I, I uh, thanks, appreciate it. It's like yeah, um, I don't know what I'm talking about. So no, <laughs> it's it's. I mean, it's cool. It's really nice for you to hear that you appreciated it. It's um, you know, and it's interesting as far as like relating this back to maid life. I um, I as an artist am like scared to be an artist like I have like emotional blocks and I'm like scared to just go for it you know like everybody's that way I mean. and, yeah, yeah. right exactly you know and and I, I you know I um I feel like and I'm still working on it you know so I'm like, what the fuck I'm like almost 30 <laughs> and I like just can't I'm like like going for it yet you know but I um I'm I'm sort of like I don't know, using that as sort of like part of working with people at Made Life. Um, and I have like, I have tons to learn. And I feel like my development and growth at this level and seeing someone come in who is interested in graphic design and just starting off um, and growing at some level, I feel like that, if anything, and we want to give it, of course, like the most amount of benefit for the, the, our customers, which are these clients and participants, um, if anything, they, there's a space for them to create and to use and to grow off of other people's energy, um, and including myself and sort of just like work with each other, but, and with like certain resources involved. I, I think I can kind of dilute it here, but it's just like having this creative environment, um, where I'm trying to create, where accelerants are trying to create, where interns are trying to create, and um, I guess what separates the participant who's paying money from everybody else is that we're trying to really focus on them developing. So, I don't know, it, it, there's no pretension involved, there's no like, I'm you know, greater than you because I've done this more sort of thing. It's like we're all trying to develop sort of thing, so. That's great. Yeah. This is off topic, but what's your favorite place in Boulder? Favorite place in Boulder? Favorite place in Boulder. It's not off topic. That's, that's... It's, I mean, it's off topic for made life. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I think that's a really great question. Um, my favorite place in Boulder. Could be anything. Um, could it be a little outside of Boulder? Okay, um, so I grew up about 30 minutes away in the mountains, and there's um, Gross Reservoir. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, and so if you're familiar with Gross Reservoir, it's kind of like up, sort of, it's, it provides the water, I guess, for Denver, not Boulder, but uh, it's this like reservoir, this natural, or not natural reservoir, it's a reservoir. <laughs> it's like this reservoir um, up the mountains a little bit, a little bit out of the way of Boulder, but it's um, just really beautiful, and we used to like go cliff jumping there and everything like that. Um, and I don't know, it's just always has been, has been one of my favorite places, um, in the Boulder surrounding <laughs> area. area. Um, I'd say like, as in Boulder, Boulder, like what, you know, at the heart of Boulder, what my favorite place is. And 
I don't know. I mean, I guess it's kind of cheesy to say because I used to work there, but I really dig the kitchen upstairs. <laughs> in yeah. upstairs? Yeah. Oh, the single scene there scares me. I <laughs> Every guy I talk to says that. Yeah, it just seems so... Uh, Sultry, sort of? Or? I don't know. It just seems pretty... You just uh, had a different perspective on it. Yeah, the yeah. The guy I talked yeah. to has the same response. No, I don't know. You tell us. You, I've, I've been there once or twice. It just seemed... Um, like, there were a lot of older single guys with money trying to, uh, like, meet girls. I kind of, like, dig that. I feel like <laughs> creepy. Like, I feel like it's, like, kind of, like, gross folder, you know? Like, it's sort of, like, this, like, sleazy, like, oh. like, and they even did this remodel, which is, like, makes it even more sort of, like, swingers club-esque, you know? And it's sort of, like, I don't know, it's sort of, it's, it's... Sometimes I feel like Boulder is so idyllic is the right word I think I'm looking for that a, a little bit of like social weirdness I like that's what you're all about it. that's so funny I, love it. I feel like I have to go back up to the kitchen upstairs now or something and just to re-experience yeah. what you're talking about. <laughs> it's a, yeah, I totally get the creepiness, but I, I mean, I don't know. I just kind of, I kind of dig it, you know. <laughs> um, I, don't, I always wonder who, like, if you were gonna go interview somebody, like in the way that we we're interviewing you, like, someone you idolized or a role model, but someone around here, like, who is just doing the coolest stuff in Boulder that gets you excited, you know, like peers, someone at Made Life, someone outside of Made Life, just raddest person you can think of. Um. It's Galen McKemmy, I think is really cool. Um, he is the creative director for Kid Robot, and I feel like Kid Robot is really um, is cool. It's like a, a, a not. It's like it has this sort of artistic vibe that I appreciate. But he's just a really good street artist, and I feel like there's a sort of like a little bit of street art artist movement, hip hop sort of street art movement that has always been kind of involved with Boulder. There, I remember I know that like next to the Scott Carpenter Park. They have, um, like, a big wall that people do spray paint on. Um, there's also, actually, I was driving by my house. I live on Baseline and Broadway. And they're, uh, next to the Wendy's that closed down there, someone just did this cool-ass mural. And we're having, like, a mural going on right now. And I, I don't think it was commissioned, but there was just, like, this mural. And it's so cool. I, I love, what, what my favorite part about Boulder is, like, this weird, this, like, this street culture close to the mountains. And I feel like that's really interesting. It's, um, I feel like it's, it's definitely like kind of like more of a hippie vibe to it, you know, but it's still like creating art on buildings. And then on this backdrop, there's like these beautiful mountains and this nature and everything like that. And I feel like that juxtaposition is just like otherworldly. I mean, it's like why I love cities like Portland and San Francisco is that you're surrounded by nature, but you still have like a city vibe and, and art is being created. And I feel like um, to do something like that, like that's kind of what we're trying to push at Made Life. And um, I don't know, I just really dig that. So that's so cool. Sweet. Awesome. Well, I think that kind of wraps it up. Cool. Thank you, Kane. Yeah, yeah thank, thank you, you so guys. Much.